is there a word from the Lord? Our scripture reading this morning, we encourage you to turn your Bibles to Genesis 3rd chapter verses 1 through 6. Genesis 3rd chapter verses 1 through 6. Again, our scripture reading is Genesis, the third chapter, verses 1 through 6. Our scripture reads, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast in the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God does not know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree that to be desired to make one wise. She took the tr fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his holy and his righteous word. Again, our scripture, Genesis, the third chapter, verses 1 through 6. You know, what I've learned during my years, especially working in organizations and PTA and other groups, even in our churches, uh, business meetings, that we uh, follow the robber's rule of order. And then, during that robber's rule of order, we've found out that silence gives consent. You know, according to uh, Sir Thomas More, silence implies consent is the concept of social interaction and that states roughly that people tend to assume lack of response to an action as an unspoken approval of that action. You know, an example that in the thought process is that anybody complains about a, a plastic pink statue that I've placed in my front yard, then it must be that nobody is bothered with it if nobody is saying anything. You know, in fact, that everybody may be bothered by it, but that just being silent makes me believe that everybody is all right with my pink statue that I have in my front yard. See, you can't be sure that their silence truly means that they're in approval to the plastic pink statue that you got in your yard. But on the other hand, that if you're being silent about that issue, uh, be aware that others are very well interpreting that you are in approval of everything that is going on. Mm -hmm. You know, in formal phrase, you snooze, you lose. Y'all remember that one, ain't it? And that's not always true. It means that if you are not awake during that activity, you will not be involved in an activity. But it also implies that you missed the opportunity to speak out in a disagreement. Yeah. You know, in matters of politics, silence implies consent. If you disagree with those that attempt to exert their power, you have to speak up. Yeah. If you do not, uh, you have no one to blame for the results of it but yourself. Yeah. You know, if you do not speak up and you, you're trying to blame others, and then, but it's really your problem because you didn't take the freedom that you have to be able to speak against that issue. You know, this goes for the state as well as online spaces on, uh, on on your phone. And a lot of times if you listen to that stuff and look at that stuff and don't uh, have a voice to, to come out against that stuff, that means 
must have thought it was all right. right. Unfortunately, people generally don't have enough spirit or enough guts. Let's let's, let's make it real to be able to speak up. We don't have enough guts to speak up many times. And as I stated earlier, Rob's rule of order, the majority is determined by the number of votes cast. In In effect... Your, your abstinence or your uh, silence during that in vote implies that you goes along with everything. So whatever decided is done with your silent vote. You didn't say anything, so everything must have been all right with you. So because you said that I ain't going to say a word, I ain't going to go along. Yeah, your silence caused you to go along anyway. Mm-hmm. So in the, our text today, we want to look at the subject, the silent consent of man. The sovereign consent of man. Let us bow. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come. And and we ask, Lord, that you would just now touch your dear servant. Touch my lips where I'll be able to boldly say those things that you have laid upon my heart. Lord, help the listening ear that they might be able to receive the words, the words of wisdom that will help us, O Lord, to make it through this world, to be able to stand up and to be able to speak loudly according to what you've laid upon their heart. Lord, we thank you now. In Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Let the household of faith say amen. Amen. Silent consent of man. You know, I preached a sermon a few years ago, a few months ago, on the silence of the lambs. And it speaks of the silence of the church in our generation that we're living in today during these trying times when the church should be speaking out. I hear a lot of churches at large that are just being silent. Uh, no, no one is saying anything about the injustices. No one is saying anything what's going on in our community. You know, the only thing they can do is just be quiet. But I found out that, again, Robert's rule of all is that the silence gives consent. As long as the church is silent, we've lost our voice of authority. Amen. You know, the church is a voice of authority in this world that we live in, but Amen. if we are silent, we have given consent over to whatever the world is saying and whatever the world is doing, yep. and our silence and says that everything is all right. Uh-huh. The gospel speaks of John the Baptist. He says that in our lesson this morning, that he was a voice crying out in the wilderness, yep. prepare ye the way of the Lord and make paths uh, thy straight. Mm-hmm. You know, where is the church today that if John the Baptist was silent, if where would we be today if Jesus was silent. You know, it's time for the church to be able to cry out like John the Baptist did. But many churches are we on mute. We, we got our, our voices on mute. We're not saying anything. Instead of being the church uh, crying out into the wilderness of the world, the church is set quiet and not uh, resounding this voice in the world today that needs the gospel message. The prophet Jeremiah cried out that is now no bomb in Gilead uh, to heal the sin sick soul. If there are no bomb, he said, there are no need for a physician. When there is no health of the daughter of my people uh, has recovered, where is the bomb of Gilead? Who is crying out for the healing of our churches? Where is the voice of our churches? Where is the voice of the church crying out during these injustices and things that we are going on in the world today? When the church is silent, another voice is being heard, being resound to the beat of the world. When the world is crying out, in the churches, our churches are not being heard, and the voice of authority that God has given us has been shut down. Said preacher. Lives are lost. Society has been undermined, and families have been destroyed. Morality has been lowered, and the gospel isn't preached to the masses because of the silence of the church. 
silence is the trick of the enemy to get us to be able to put his agenda and allow it to be heard by the world and the world is listening but whatever voice is being heard that which will impact them is what they're listening to each and every day if you put enough of the same stuff being heard in your ear that's what's going to impact your life the church's voice will be the resounding voice heard by the world today It's far time for the church to move out of silence and to speak against the atrocities that we're dealing with in this world and, and to be able to speak out and carry out the great commission that God has called us to do. It's time for us to speak out, church, rather than being caught up into silence where we're not being heard and they're wondering, where is the church? Where, where are the believers? Where are the Christians? Where, where is the voice of the The greater failure of the church is the silence of men. Now, do I need to say that again? The greatest failure of the church is the silence of men. God has ordained us to be priests of our household and silence has taken away the cry for the family. The husband is to be the leader of the home and Ephesians 5, 22 and 23 say, Wives, submit yourselves unto your husband as, as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head and his savior of the body. The husband is to do the spiritual teachings in the house, but if the husband is not going to church and studying and reading the Bible, coming to Sunday school, and if he does not have a voice of his household, we wonder why the family is in such a condition that it's in today. First Timothy 2, 11 and 14 says, Let the woman burn in silence and wall subjection, but I offer not of the woman to teach nor to observe authority over man, but be in silence. For Adam is the first form and then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in transgression. See, somehow, men, we, we've taken the silent role. Uh, instead of being the one to speak out against the, the, the family and the lack of spirituality in our family, the men are sitting there uh, in the man cave and working on the cause. Now, I know y'all looking at the pastor now. Uh, you're looking at the pastor working on the cause. And, but when it comes to spiritual matters, somehow they have lost their voice. They, 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 they don't have any voice of, of, of the spirituality of the house. We've submitted our voices over to our wives and the wives in the church, coming to Sunday school and somehow we're giving over our ordained authority and now God is not pleased. Uh, they did not take it from us. Uh, the women just didn't take it from us. Men, we gave it up. Somebody had to bring the children to church. Somebody had to teach them about the, 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 the uh, 23rd Psalm or the Lord's Prayer. Somebody had to teach them how to pray at night. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul And to take back that authority that God has given us. Be the men that God ordained us to be. Then all we'll be able to understand what the world is dealing with. Yeah. Somehow, as much as I read our text today, it was always my assumption that Eve was off by herself. Hanging out around the serpent and Adam was off doing his church work.
work. You know how men, we get caught up in doing church work. We do so much church work that we leave the work of the church all alone. Come on, man. Adam was off doing some work and Eve was by herself. But according to our text, Adam may have been right there with her, but silent. A silent man is a dangerous man. Uh, can I get an amen? Uh, when men are silent, the home is in jeopardy. When men are silent, the church is in jeopardy. When men are silent, our families are in jeopardy. Silent men, when God has given us the ordained authority over the things of the earth, will cause the creative purpose of mankind to get off course. Right there, silent. Can you understand? should have been speaking up right there yeah. silent watching things fall all to pieces right yeah. there yeah. silent when you should have been the man if you're the man you're supposed to be the man ain't it yeah. if you're the man that God has ordained to be the head over your family you need to be the man be the man be the man that God has ordained you to be instead of sitting silent Amen. saying everything is all right but when things are not right God has the uh, uh, the ownership to put that burden on your back you know that's why they call it the sin of Adam now, not because what Eve did because the man was silent when he should have been speaking up so it's time for us to speak up if you the man be the man so the question this morning as I asked was Adam and Eve was Adam with Eve when she spoke to the serpent? Mm -hmm. So that's my question. Was Adam with Eve? Let's, let's study that. So the answer can be looked from several different perspectives. And the Bible notes that Eve was the first to eat of the fruit of the tree and being deceived by the serpent. But my question is, where was Adam during this time? And was he with Eve when she and the serpent was conversing, talking the things over. The first assumption is that we must assume that there was, was some kind of verbal language spoken where could be heard one to another. And, and, and I believe that there, there's a time that there was no verbal language established. And there was no language established. So we need to establish that as a foundation. So we need to look at perspective was the language that they were using. See, right. you and I can be next to each other and 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 and, and don't know if I'm having a nonverbal conversation with someone else or not. Mm -hmm. By that I mean that Eve and the serpent could have been conversing right there beside Adam and Adam didn't know anything about it. Uh, See, you must realize that the embodiment of the devil is he's a spirit. Alright. And, and then without anybody else having knowledge of it. All right. uh, can I get an amen? Okay. See, some of us in here, some of us out there in Facebook on this right now, you, 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 you're on our conference line this morning, but you might be entertaining some spirits unaware by others. And I'm, I'm just saying that I don't, I don't know what's in your head. I don't know what's in your mind, but on, it could be uh, some uh, entertaining spirit speaking to you right now while pastor preaching. the 
field that the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree in the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Yep. See, what we know, let's talk about what we know. What we know, what we know from our text is that a verbal or non-verbal conversation yeah. was going on between Eve and the serpent. Yes, it was. There's no mention of Adam being there at this point in our text or not being there. Uh -uh. See, he, they, they didn't say Adam was there, but they didn't say Adam wasn't there. All right. But the fact is, he was not involved in the conversation. Can we make that assumption? Amen. Huh? Uh, and then, there is no defined time frame between when Eve and the serpent was talking and when Adam shows up in the next couple of verses. All right. Uh, the, the, the serpent seems to be speaking in a singular tense when he says, ye or your, but what manner of speaking is in question, whether the verbal or non-verbal conversation. Right. You know, ha have you ever uh, answered yourself when something spoke to you in your spirit? Huh? Yes. Come on now, I know I'm not the only one. I'm not holding a psychological evaluation. I'm not trying to see whether you're crazy or not. I'm just asking, have you ever answered yourself when something spoke to you in your spirit? See, all of us at one time or another, we heard some stuff in our spirit in the to my wife and, and she asked me who you talking to. I said who? What? What you said? I, I was talking to myself because I heard something in my spirit and I felt necessary for me to speak out loud because I wanted whoever was speaking to me to hear what I was saying. See Eve must have heard something that Adam may not heard that it is possible for both of them being there all the time. So Adam didn't have to be away from her spirit speaking the spirit. See, it wasn't noted how God communicated except some form of verbal or non-verbal language. Right, so the right. possibility of the serpent speaking to Eve while Adam was there present is a possibility. A uh, can we assume that? Can I get an amen? amen? So of course there's a third view. That Adam was in the vicinity of the tree while Eve was being tempted. See, he was near enough, but still considered with wife, yet far enough to not to hear the conversation. See, again, my question is, was the communication audible or was it mental? Was it verbal or nonverbal? See, God has always speak to you and me in our subconscious mind. He doesn't necessarily speak to an audible voice in order to speak to us. See, my grandson Ty, Ty is a character. He, he told his mom one day that God told me to tell you to be yourself. I, I said, man, that, that blew my mind. And He won't but eight or nine years old at that time. And, and he told his mom that God speaks to me in my head. Uh, and what better explanation supports my argument yeah. than this? God and any other spirit can speak to you in your head. Yeah. 
without an audible voice being heard. So Adam may have been there, but not heard the conversation. Some of you right now are listening to some other voices as I speak to you. Am I right about it? We're always entertaining some voice speaking in our heads. No matter where we are, no matter what you're saying, they call that thinking and meditating or daydreaming. That that same grandson, that same grandson, I told you, he he was accused of daydreaming in in the classroom one day and he told his mom about it. He said, Mama, I won't daydreaming. I was thinking. See, positive thinking has a spiritual godless source. But how many of you know this morning that negative thinking has a source in this spiritual too? But it's demonic. There's some demonic voices speaking to you in your head right now. And if you listen to it, you'll be just like Eve. You'll be going along with it because I heard it in my spirit. Everything is, is in your spirit is not godly. He says in his word, try the spirit by the spirit. You got to know what spirit you're entertaining when you got your ears open listening to everything that come across your mind. So my question again, was Adam and Eve or was Adam with Eve when she spoke to the serpent? Did his silence Give consent mm-hmm. to Eve's actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gotta, we gotta look at. It. Was Adam with Eve when she spoke to the serpent, and did his silence give consent to her actions? That's so let, let's look further at our events for the day. Our text says that, and the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So the first question again is, how did he speak to the woman? Was it audible? Was it was it nonverbal? Or was it verbal? So, see y'all, you remember Balaam, y'all Bible students, you remember Balaam, recorded in Numbers uh, 22 through 24, how God spoke and used a donkey. And he spoke to Balaam, and I'm not sure whether it was audible or not, but Balaam heard what God had said in the night, and then on his way to Balak and back home, God is a spirit, and he speaks to our spirit, whether it's audible or not. And you know when when it's God, when he speaks to your heart, you know, so how, how... the serpent spoke to Eve is unknown, but we know that she heard him, and we don't know if Adam was there or not, according to the scripture. I've had God to speak to me in visions and dreams, and sometimes I speak back with my voice, you know, and I know it sounds strange, but I know that some of you, y'all done the same thing too. You know, when Hannah was praying about wanting a son in her lap, her life, and her lips was moving, you know, but one no words coming out of her mouth. That just is crazy, ain't it? Huh? Yeah, she was she she was she was praying and her lips was moving, but won't nothing come. She was praying in the spirit. Yes, she was. If you can pray in the spirit, I know that something voice can be what talking to you in the spirit. First Samuel said, and it came to pass that she continued praying before the Lord that Eli mocked her mouth. Now Hannah she spoke in her heart. 
Remember, you're praying in your heart. Only her lips moved, yeah. but no voice was heard. Therefore, Eli thought that she was drunk. Uh, uh -huh. Put away that wine from thee. And, and Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, no. I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. Yeah. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, mm -hmm. but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Yeah. See, God can speak to you, and you can speak to God without any audible or word spoken. When things are happening in your spirit, yeah. so I'm talking to anybody this morning, when things are happening in your spirit, yeah. you can be right there next to me, right beside one another. Have one of them out of body experiences. Have anybody ever had that? But you can have an out of body yes, you can. experience and you can lose your mind. But ain't no words coming out of your mouth. The only thing about it is you acting up. Jesus. But that's alright, ain't it? Jesus. It's alright if it's the right spirit. Yeah. If you've got a godly spirit experience, God is right there. It might not be a word said, but everything will be alright, ain't it? Amen. So, Amen. the question is, Scripture do not prove or disprove whether Adam was there or not. Come on, Until the next verse. Mm -hmm. See, if I was in church, I'd tell you, turn around and tell your neighbor. Until the next verse. Until the next verse. Until the next verse. Huh? Next verse. Uh, Genesis 3 and 6 said, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, mm -hmm. and it was delight in their eyes, and that the tree is to be desired to make one wise, she took of his fruit and ate. And she also gave to, to her husband, who was with her. And he ate. And he ate. See? The key phrase in this consideration of the question is, who was with her? Come on, man. See, traditional Jewish interpretation says that the phrase means that Adam was with Eve the whole time being yeah. tempted, and he heard the whole conversation. Yeah. The understanding helps me explain the emphasis on Adam's sin. Yeah. You know the New Testament, Paul explains in Romans 5, 12, Adam was created first, placed in the garden to care participating in breaking the one prohibition that God had given them. Yeah. If Adam was not present with Eve in, uh, with that serpent it would have been more difficult to understand why the first sin emphasized it being Adam's sin. All right, uh, another view of the phrase is uh, Adam who was with her. Yeah. Simply means that Adam was with Eve when he offered him the fruit. In other words, they said Eve had her serpent's uh, conversation and believed the lies and, and, and believed the truth and she ate of the fruit. And then she found her husband. And once she had him with her, that he gave him the fruit too. This understanding would explain why Adam did not intervene in the serpent's deception of Eve in the New Testament and since that Eve was deceived. But Adam noted in 1 Timothy, the fact that death came upon Adam's sin instead of Eve's explained the idea of the federal headship of men. That's why I told y'all earlier. Men, we are the ordained before God to be the head of the family. Amen. So if mama messed up, 
you mess up. There you go. If children mess up, you mess up. Yeah. I don't care who messed up in the house. You're the husband. You're the head of the house. It's your fault because of the fact that you've been given headship yeah. of that household. Amen. No matter what view you look at, Adam could have been present. The spirit spoke to Eve without his knowledge. Uh, can we agree on that? Yes. So, so, so my point is whether if he heard the conversation or not, when Eve offered him the fruit to eat, yes. and my mama used to say, <laughs> he didn't say a mumbling word. Uh, y'all, not a, not a thing. Y'all, y'all almost made me cuss. I said, not a thing. Not a darn thing. Now, I can say that in church. He didn't say a darn thing. He knew better than to obey and disobey God and obey his wife. You know, we all that Eve was present when God gave the commandment. But on the other hand, we all that Adam wasn't there when the serpent deceived her. So you got to have it one way or the other, ain't it? Huh? If she was there, he is there. And if he's there, she is there. They're made of one flesh and made of one body. not to eat of the tree, but when Eve handed him the fruit and said, eat, create, and things ain't changed a bit. Let me talk to the men. I want to talk to the men a little bit. Let me talk to the men. Can a woman mess you up? If you think that the serpent is subtle and cunning, he can't match with a woman with her dealing with a man. Huh? See y'all looking at me funny. Ask Samson. Ask David. Ask Judah. And what about Elijah? Elijah just heard about Jezebel and got running. God commanded the man, but yes, he because did. he was silent, he was silent. went along with it. Huh? Mm -hmm. See, it's not the woman that was the problem here. Men, I said I want to talk to the men. Even though some of them do, we've kept silent too long, men. Because God has given us. The headship. He's made us yes. priests over our household. Yes, he did. Our silence give consent. Yes, it does. If we don't say nothing, mm -hmm. everything will be all right, ain't it? Yep. Yeah, I would have said something. <laughs> but I just didn't want to cause no trouble. Hey, the Bible said trouble and trials and tribulation going to be coming anyway. Yes. They don't need you. You ain't going to get away. Look, I'd rather be in trouble with the wife than the tree in trouble with God. 
The wife's looking at me funny man. She over there laughing. See, outsiders give consent. So we need to speak up. When God says no, no matter what the woman said, the children said, nobody's first cousin, no matter what the preacher said, if God gave us con consent to do what is right, we need to listen to the word of God. Amen. So as we close, let me make it simple. Nothing said, but said. Nothing said against an issue is your consent for that issue. No vote for what is right is a yes vote for what's wrong. Huh? No vote for what you believe in is a yes vote for what you don't believe in. It's that simple. It's that simple. I mean, we, you ain't got to be a mathematician to add that up. Huh? It's our duty to speak up when things aren't right. But many times our lips are shut. The old saying, loose lips sink ships. It's a fair saying, but shut lips can sink some ships too, can't it? Huh? It's time for us men to cry the alarm. Dr. King had several other quotes uh, talks about the silence of men. One says that our lives begin to end and we become silent about the things that matter. Then another occasion he said history will have a record of the greatest tragedy uh, of this period of social transition was not the strident clamor of bad people but the appalling silence of good people. All right. Then another one he said in the end we'll remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Yeah. And another one says, I agree with Dante, that the hardest places in hell are reserved for those in a period of moral crisis, maintains neutrality. There comes a time when silence becomes our betrayal. Yeah. The silence of men, us that God has put in them, to have communion over all of the world, and, and the silence of men has given consent of the world atrocities and the moral barometer has tilted to the side of wrong because of our quiet and our silence. Amen. So it's time for us church, men and women to be able to break the silence. Let's break the silence. I'm reminded of several songs that we sang in Christmas time and I, I think that several of these songs that we sang should be sung all year long. Uh, one of them is go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is Lord. We should be telling the world that Jesus Christ instead of we save it for Christmas. Twelve months have gone past and we ain't told it on the mountain. We're being quiet about it. We need to speak up and tell the world that Jesus Christ is born. Amen. And then another one is hop the hair related and you'll sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconcile. Joy of all ye nations wide. Join the triumph of the sky. With the angelic host proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Why are we telling the world that? We got a newborn king. Let's herald it. Let the world hear from the church. Let us men be the head. Let us start telling the world that Jesus Christ is king. Amen. So it's time for us men, especially, to go tell it on the mountain. Held yes. and right from wrong and wrong from right. Yes. And God has ordained us to be priests of our households. And in this generation, there is 
our society, imposing those things in our family. So God desires men to speak wisdom in the world that seeks the human reasoning that everything is all right as long as it feels all right. Come on now. We got to speak against those things. And the damage that one man's silence can cause will take a generation of men that are willing to speak up to change. Huh? Do I need to say that again? Amen. The damage that one man's silence can cause will take a generation of men that are willing to speak up to change. Amen. It don't take but one of us to get silent. In our churches, instead of speaking up for right, you sit there, don't have a word to say, until the church's meeting is over. And then you go outside. Now, I didn't agree with it. If you didn't agree with it, have the boldness to stand up and speak right from wrong. See, silence is the leaven that will spoil the whole lump. But when you tell it, I dare you, when you herald it, all nations will hear God's voice if we would only speak up. God is looking for a few good men. in our, our homes and our nation and the world is in a mess. Look what we're in today. And now men are being silent. Come on, preacher. And then we're wondering that the devil did, the devil didn't. Look, God is looking for you to stand your ground. Huh? Is that what they call it? Stand your ground and, and, and be faithful and believe that God will cover you and protect you. If you just open your mouth, Come on, speak wisdom, Preacher. not foolishness, Preacher. speak wisdom Preacher. so that the world will know that we're here and we're standing up for him. God bless you today. Hopefully we'll say some word to encourage us. Don't be silent. Mm -hmm. Silent damages things when we should have been speaking up. And it takes generations to repair. Mm-hmm. Continue to stand boldly yeah. before the throne of God. Mm -hmm. You know, I come boldly before the throne of grace. Mm -hmm. And I want to speak those things that God has laid upon my heart. Mm -hmm. So that I can encourage you. I'm looking for some strong men and women to be able to change this world. The disciples went out and they preached God and Christ Jesus so strong that they said they done turned the world upside down. The worlds have been turned upside down by our silence. Yes, man. And it's going to take us to speak up, to be able to turn it back up again. Turn the world back over. Turn it over to Jesus. And everything will be all right. Mm -hmm. God bless you. If there's one today who do not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, we invite you today to get to know him. He says that, if you would confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, he said, thou shalt be saved. Mm -hmm. He said, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man, woman, boy, girl, come unto me and sup with me and I'll sup with him. God is looking for us. His desire is that none of us be lost. His desire that we all be saved. So listen to the cry of God coming to us in our hearts. That he said, come unto me. 
all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. God is looking to call us back in full fellowship with him. But it's up to you to answer the call. Is that one today? Is that one that's our waiting audience? In the Facebook family, there's one you can say, hey, right where you are, in your home, in your vehicle, you know, listening to your phone, listening to your Facebook page, you can accept the Lord Jesus Christ right now. You don't have to be in front of a preacher. He said, when you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, thou shalt be saved. Is that one today? Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. Hopefully we've said some word to encourage us. To not to be silent during these trying times, during this time of pandemic, during the time of protest and injustice, Lord. Let us speak out. Let us be bold men and women to be able to stand and speak out against anything and everything that comes against us. Lord, we rebuke the devil right now. Everything negative that come out of his voice, we rebuke it right now. But we speak positive things through Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. In Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Let the household of faith say, Amen. At this time, we want to have our Holy Communion. and We invite you to get some piece of bread and get some juice. And, and we're going to have our Holy Sacrament this morning. And, uh, we thank God for each of you joining in. Our scripture reads, For I have received unto the Lord which I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This doing remembrance of me. In the same manner also he took the cup, and when he supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This you do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat the bread and drink this cup, you shew forth the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and let him eat of this bread and drink of this cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we judge ourselves, we shall not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we shall not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together, eat and tarry one for another. If a man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. Let us pray. Father God, we ask your blessings upon this bread and upon this juice that we've set aside to represent your body and your blood. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you. And we sanctify whatever juice, whatever bread that they have in each household is being heard, that we bless it right now. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. We ask those in our Facebook audience and our conference line, let's take the bread, let us eat together. Whatever juice you have, let us drink together. It said in scripture that they sang a hymn and they went out into the Mount of Olives. 
We don't have the Mount of Olives, but we do have the hedges and the highways. Then we go out in, and we will go out and tell the world. Let's hurl to the world. Let's not be silent. Let's tell them that Jesus Christ is Lord. I know it was the blood. Well, I know it was the blood. Well, I know it was the blood.